Welcome everybody to the Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside the beautiful Ali Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Let's get the show started. All right, ladies and gents, before we actually get started with the podcast and our, our awesome guests, um, I want to give you the heads up that we did have a little bit of a connection issue. Um, so although this is an amazing fucking podcast, uh, when our guest is speaking, you're going to hear some static clicks and pops and stuff just because we had a bad connection. Uh, but still, you can hear them just fine. Uh, so we still had an awesome conversation. It was a great podcast. You will, re- I think you will really enjoy it. Um, so we will have them back on here again, and it will be a lot better, I promise you. Uh, but just bear with us uh, through the connection issues uh, because it still turns out to be a great podcast. Uh, so enjoy. It's a lot of fucking fun, man. Uh, I've hopped yeah. on here with a bunch of uh, people that, especially like people that I haven't talked to in forever, like you and and a few other people, man, but just like reconnecting and being able to shoot the shit. It, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so do you still go by Moy? Yeah, pretty much. Moy, Moises, Moses, Moy. Everybody that knows me really well. Yeah. He does the, the whole Moy yeah yeah because i yeah i remember that's that's what we used to call you and it's like oh shit uh (laughs) you're like living the dream now big time man what are you talking about man nobody i'm living like everybody else is living (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh dude when'd you move out to la when did i move to la yeah well i don't know if you knew i'm originally from la i've been living in in la was born Born and raised, and then um, I ended up leaving to uh, live in El Paso. Oh, and so that's how I ended up out there in, in the seventh grade, and that's how I met all you guys because you just happened to be uh, the neighbors. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that, man. I uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so you were neighbors with, so it wasn't me. It was uh, oh, you know what? It was uh. A kid named Miguel and Tony. Yep, Donche. And Robert. Yeah, it was yeah, it was Donche, Robert, um, and Tony, and then you yeah. you live behind them, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, they live. Well, it depends from from what you know your perspective of or, or what angle you were looking at the the property because they live behind me and I live behind them. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, they were I like know. they were like back to back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so were backed it was up too. So. Like, if you're on on his street, then yeah, you, they would be, be behind me. But if you were on my street, then I would be, they would be behind me. But yeah, that's. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like I, I think about it, and um, and you guys are, I think you guys uh, don't realize that you guys played a, a pretty, pretty big role in my life growing up. Uh, no, man, I didn't realize that, like, uh, it, for real, yeah, like, how, how so, how so? No, because, you know, and I tell a story to a few friends, because I still keep in touch with, the with some people, um, but, you know, back then, I, you know, I, the reason why I ended up in El Paso was because I was ditching a lot of school in sixth grade. <laughs> Hell yeah! And, you know, my parents were separated, um, so they, they were separated. So I, I was pretty much being a bad kid, you know, at a young age. And so my my father, 
pretty much got tired of me and was like, hey, you know what? Nobody can take care of you. I have to work. Your mom's MIA. And so um, I'm going to send you to live with my mother, which is my grandmother. And, and she lived in El Paso. And that's how I ended up out there. Yeah. But I was transitioning from sixth to seventh grade. And, and that's kind of like when you start realizing that you like chicks and you have <laughs> friends. And, and yep. so I kind of got put into this like place just right you know just out of nowhere and, and it was just like i had no friends i had nobody to hang out with i i knew absolutely not one single person and, and I, I felt like all you guys knew each other because you guys all grew up you guys were all neighbors and so i i kind of felt like you know i already felt like an outcast but i really felt like an outcast no shit man yeah so so uh taking the bus with you guys because i think we used to take the bus together right yep so you guys were like the first, you know, interaction that I that I had with 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 my you know other kids, and so to me that was like a, a important to me to feel you know somewhat comfortable in this new environment. So even though you you, you kind of think about it, oh who's this fucking kid? Like oh he's just uh, who knows where he came from. But to me it was like oh man these these kids are talking to me you know so it's, <laughs> it's, it was it it, it helped you know the transition just not be so detrimental to my to my you know mental health at the time yeah that's crazy man i i didn't know that story and to be honest like uh yeah like we always just just hung out and, and kicked it and uh we took the bus together and all that shit but it was like to me it was normal i didn't really see you as like a an outsider or somebody new because to be honest like I felt brand new and I think we all felt that way because we were kind of starting middle school at the same time. And it, yeah. and you're right. It is that transition period where uh, you're starting to like girls and you're figuring out like what kind of trouble you can get and you start experimenting with whatever it is, uh, drugs, <laughs> drugs, drinking. Because I know I started drinking in sixth grade. So it was like I was already messing around with that stuff. Exactly. Uh, same, same, same here, you know? Yeah. But that's awesome, man. Like uh, I, that's good to hear like that we were able to – to do that for you well yeah i mean it, it, it was it was tough because um you know i i come from a big city and yeah. el paso it's not like a, a small town but you know in socorro there's a small town feel to it you know and yeah socorro is its own little thing everybody man. you know yeah and so you know when i came in i'm like fuck what am i gonna do and 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 to me like my my priorities and 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 shit, it was all about, like, music and, and, like, being cool and, you know, making a fashion statement and, and being kind of, like, the outcast on purpose, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all, like, strategically planned, so I show up, my first day of school, <laughs> and everybody, you know, I'm over here wearing some some Vans and, <laughs> and some, like, torn up pants and, like, my hair's all spiked up and, and everybody's just like, who the hell is this guy? Dude, that's how I remember you, man. Like yeah. with, the, with the airwalks, and then the like. They're not dicky shorts, but they're uh... airwalks. Exactly, exactly. Airwalks. Yeah. You remember. Yeah, and then you had your your skateboard every once in a while, and then your guitar. Yeah. Guitar, yeah. And the spike hair, and then uh, you you introduced me to uh, Buzz and Patty, man. You was you was always rocking them on a uh, on your Wait, little who's Walkman. Buzz and Patty. Yep. 
Yeah, who, who's who's Buzz and Patty? I don't remember that. Oh, the so no the the radio show on KLAQ was uh, like the rock station in El Paso. Oh yeah, yeah yeah I was like oh shit I don't remember. No 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 so <laughs> so we didn't personally know him but it was uh the the morning show that they had. Got it got it got it yeah and, yeah yeah um it was a trip yeah so like another thing that I like realized when you get out there that everybody mixes English and Spanish together, or as what you guys like to call it, Spanglish. Hell yeah, man. I had no idea what the fuck that was. <laughs> I, I'm over here, like, like in my head, like, in my head, I, I'm processing this, like, what the fuck's wrong with these guys? Like, pick a fucking language. Or, like, <laughs> Going Spanish, back and English, forth. Like, yeah. Dude, that's funny, because... Uh... Um, I did a podcast with uh, my sister. Well, she's my stepsister, but like we pretty much grew up together. And uh, she, for her first like eight or nine years, she lived in L.A. And she said the exact same thing. She was like, Spanglish is not a thing over there. It's like you, you pick one language and you go with it throughout that conversation. And that's it. So when they got to El Paso, they like had a hard time doing that shit, too. But then after a while, it just it became normal yeah. speaking Spanglish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then. It, it fucked me up because, you know, you talk that way in, in, in L.A., I would got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then it's, I show up, and, and everybody's doing this, hey, what's up, way, hey, you know? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, everybody kind of, like, laughed at me for not being able to communicate that way. But I didn't, I didn't know. I, nobody gave me, like, the the El Paso, like, etiquette of how to, how to communicate. <laughs> Well, yeah, shit, there in Socorro, man, you'll, I'm pretty sure you picked it up pretty quick. Yeah, well, you have no choice, man, you know, because <laughs> I, I definitely feel like, um, I definitely felt like a, a, an outcast, you know, not, not being able to, to figure it out. So, like I said, you guys were like, kind of like my, my, my first, first friends or, or acquaintances that, they kind of were like, hey, what's up, what's up? And, and I mean, we, we didn't go out of our way to hang out, but we, we hung out in the mornings because of the bus. Yeah. We hung out in the after school because of the bus. And then we walked, you know, a few blocks, you know, talked shit, you know, and then a <laughs> yeah. few classes here and there. So it helped. It really did help me. And so I kind of got, like, the – I kind of got the, the vibe pretty quickly, you know, two, three months. I, I kind of kind of figured it out. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. That's crazy. I, I like I never would have known that. So like I, I remember you uh like you say you strategically planned uh the whole outcast thing and how you like dressed and all that, but to me it was just like, Yeah, that's Moy. Like that's who he is. <laughs> like and, and yeah, like you carried know. it well, it just, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was just in me, you know. I I I grew up listening to Nirvana. Yeah. You know, I grew up listening to, like, all these bands that, you know, when they were still alive in the 93, 94. Yeah. So, you know, by the time I got to 1997, which was middle school years, I kind of already had this, this, like, grunge rock, punk rock style. Like, it was already engraved in my DNA at that point. So so you were already playing by then? Like, how early, how early did you start playing? I started playing, actually, I always wanted to be in a band growing up. I, you know, I, I have pictures of the, 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 the kid, the, the whole kid being four years old, like making my own guitars and making my own microphones. And so I already wanted to play music at that age, yeah. which is funny. I have a shitload of pictures of 
of my own like fictitious bands that I would create. Um, That's how it so starts, I already man. wanted to do that, but I didn't actually learn uh, how to play guitar until uh, ninth grade. Okay. Um, which was out here in Socorro High School. There was a kid, his name was Danny, and, and he would bring his guitar to school. I mean, I still wanted to play guitar, but I didn't really know how to play guitar, so I, I always had a guitar around me, but he was the one that kind of taught me how to play, like, some Blink-182 songs back in the day. Holy shit, that was so long ago. Damn. I know, right? Nobody <laughs> even knew who Blink-182 yeah. was back in 1999. Yeah. Um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I fucking knew. Now they're all cool and shit, you know, they're like banging the Kardashians and they're all like old, you know? It's a trip, right? You never know where you'll end up. Hell yeah, man, that's crazy. Like, you picked it up from there in ninth grade and then just fucking ran with it, dude. Yeah, yeah, so he taught me how to play guitar and and, and the reason why I got really, like, pumped was was because I, there was they had a band playing at lunchtime right there, I don't know, in the, in the hallway, I don't remember where exactly. And so one of the guitar players didn't show up and so the band kind of just flopped and they're like, oh, I guess we're not playing. And so this kid, Danny, that went to school there just grabbed the guitar. He's like, hey, you mind if I jump on it? I know how to kind of play. And he started playing Blink and started playing Green Day and he was just singing and playing by himself. And man, that kid, like when I saw him do that, something came over me. Yeah. And I was, I, I just said to myself, I want to do that. Because like, I saw like all the girls just <laughs> pop out of nowhere, dude. I swear. It's always they the girls, man. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they popped out of nowhere. And I'm just like, I was just hypnotized. Like, I'm like, this is what I got to do. This. I got to do this. This is the only way I'm going to get laid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, shit, so... So did you carry on with that band that you saw, or? No, no, no. So, so a quick, quick, quick. I would go backtrack a little. So, once I started Socorro Middle, I realized that I didn't click with any dudes. You know, nobody. I, I didn't have in common with anything. Only person that like I really like clicked, and you know, was Jesse. You remember Jesse or Miranda? Oh yeah, fucking Jesse. Yeah. He he lived yeah. right down the street too. Yeah, yeah, like he was like 13, but he looked like he was 30 years old and shit. <laughs> he still looks the same, fucking Jesse. <laughs> I know, and, 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 and you know what? He like, the fucking kid was driving a truck and everything. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, you I know? remember that big-ass dually. <laughs> it's like this kid's like 13 years old. This fucking guy's driving and he has a fucking beard. <laughs> yeah, he did. Right? So he was the only one that like really gravitated towards me and like, you know, would give me rides and hang out and, like, pretty much felt like he had my back, you know, if anybody kind of, like, picked on me. And so, yeah, I remember I didn't have too many friends, so I started gravitating towards, like, chicks. So, like, 7th and 8th grade, I was already just, I don't know, I, I just hung out with the chicks. I remember hanging out with a lot of the girls, you know, like Judy, Villegas, Erica Padilla. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Franco, I always, like, I, I created this, like, bond, and I think that, like, the dudes ridiculed me more, because they probably thought I was, like, gay, hanging out with all these <laughs> In <laughs> middle school. Something wrong with being gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in middle school, that's an easy thought, but the, I'm sure fuckers were just jealous, like, oh, he's got all the chicks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what, I, what to do with a set of boobs, but, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, 
so anyway, so I started um, moving forward. I went into Socorro High School and I saw this band, and and then um, shortly after, I started hanging out with all the gothic punk rock kids, and so I started ditching, started hanging out with them, and started smoking smoking cigs and and drinking beers with these guys, and it just kind of like kind of like got myself in trouble and and this whole time that I'm here in El Paso my grandma used to send me to school in my shirt tucked in with my like nice pants and my shoes all clean and my hair combed no and shit so, oh yeah as soon as I would leave I would go to Miguel's house in the back <laughs> I, I would go into the bathroom i grab the clothes that I packed in my backpack and I would change and then I would spike my hair using his gel and I would put all these chains and rings and I would head to school. So after the bus, after when I would get home, I would change back to my, like, you know, the clothes that I left in and I would show up back home and my grandma didn't think anything of it. So I'm in high school and I'm smoking cigarettes and I get called by, you know, I get a call that the dean wants to see me. And I had my Walkman and I had my cigarettes in my pocket. And the dean, his name was Deanda. I can't stand that motherfucker to this day. His name was Dean Deanda. I think that was his name. I, I don't remember. Me. He looks at me. He tells me, hey, you know, you know, what are you doing walking around with a Walkman? Like, you know, I, that's what I had, a Walkman. Yeah. So long ago. And, uh... I'm like, well, I'm listening to music. What do you, what do you mean? What am I doing? It's like you don't deserve to have a Walkman. Only kids that, you know, aren't getting sent to the dean daily, you know, have that privilege. So give me that Walkman. So he pulled it out of my pocket, and my cigarettes flew out. Uh. Uh, immediately, they called the the the, the police that's on the. On the campus, he comes over and they search my backpack. I have a beer in my backpack. <laughs> I have another pack of cigarettes. I'm in ninth grade. And they fucking put me in handcuffs and make a whole spectacle out of it, a whole example out of me. Put me in handcuffs and they walk me to, you know, to the police car. And they're like, that's it, you're busted. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm either going to jail or they're t- I don't know what. But they end up taking me home. Yeah. And I'm dressed in my, my punk rock attire, hair spiked, whatever. <laughs> I show up. And my grandma, like, you know, they knock on the door, and I'm in handcuffs, and my grandma looks at me. Who's this kid? And she tells me, it is the Diablo. Oh, shit. And I'm just like, what? Like, what the fuck? What do you mean? I'm fucking cool. You know? <laughs> yes. I'm, st- I'm still she your grandson. Just... Shit. Yeah. I, I kid you not. They sent me. She was like, you need to get the fuck out of my house. You're out. What? So she kicked you a, out? They pulled the plug on my El Paso vacation of two years and a half. And it kind of fucked me up more because I had made friends finally. I, I knew what it was like to make out with chicks. And I had already made out with a few chicks for the first time ever. Uh, I, you know, I, I knew what it was to orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really important in ninth grade. <laughs> um, and so, you know, like, for the first time in my life, like, I felt, like, panicked and and dread because I had, like, created, like, all these friendships. And I, I've known, you know, at this point, I, I think I was still taking the bus with you, dude. Yeah. And so it's like everything was familiar and, 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 
and it started I started being comfortable like I, I felt like I was getting an identity you know like I, I was creating a like who I was meant to be and here I am now the plugs pulled my grandma thinks I'm Satan himself and uh, they put me in a Greyhound bus and shipped me back home holy and shit man that, yeah so it was that's that's why I disappeared I just vanished nobody I couldn't even even say bye to my friends it wasn't like like, oh, you know what? You have a week, you know, that we're going to transition you out. No, it was that day, sign me out, put me on the bus that day. And the only person that I saw was uh, Kathy Franco. She saw me, like, come pick up some stuff from my locker before I left. Yeah. And so I think she was one of the only few people that I got to say goodbye. And I'm like, I'm, I'm out. And she's like, what do you mean you're out? I'm like, I, that's it. I'm going home. I'm going back to LA, and she's like, "Really? That's it?" And I, I left, and I, I, I lost contact with every everybody. There was no MySpace. There was no any of that shit. Didn't none of that existed. Yeah. So. Yeah, unless you had people's phone numbers, there was like no way of getting contact with somebody. Yeah, their house numbers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no cell phones. Yep. Yeah, cell phones still weren't a thing, and fucking email was, like, barely becoming something. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I get home. I, again, I get off this Greyhound bus, and my dad picks me up, and he's like, you know what? He's like, you're an asshole. He's talking all kinds of shit, and you fucking, you know, give my mom a heart attack. You're this, whatever. Give me the whole lecture. And he drives me to Skid Row. I don't know if you've ever been to Los Angeles, but they have, you know, Skid Row's pretty pretty brutal all the homeless yeah. I, I mean i've been there addicts. but but i'm not uh familiar with it yeah it's just it, it looks like the zombie apocalypse like everybody's all on crack and it's like thousands of people that just live on the street and he takes me there and he's like you're just gonna end up here this is where your your life is gonna be because of who you are and so i mean at this point i'm like 14 15 years old 14 and so what stuck with me was El Paso and all these relationships that I created and this band, this band that was stuck in my head. And I'm like, you know what? I am going to be in a band and I am going to just not give up. Like, this is it. Like for me, I'm going to do this. Um, and so I joined the band. I started my own band, me, my brother and my childhood friend. And I mean, I, you know, I got enrolled into high school, but I didn't even go. I just said, fuck this, I'm done, and went straight to the garage and practiced every single day for, like, two years. No shit, man. You were just grinding it out? I just said, I don't know what, what it was. I mean, I, I guess I knew what it was. I wanted to get laid. and, and, and <laughs> That was the driving factor. I don't know. It's amazing how I that just, can make you work so hard. Yeah, I know, right? I, and I just wanted to, I guess I was, it was my way of, of, of getting some sort of validation since, I mean, looking not, looking back now, like, it was probably, I, I didn't have any, like, real support from parents, and there was no validation, and so I think I was trying to, like, search for that, and, and in my head, like, playing music was, like, the way to get that, like, get that attention, get that gratification that validation that 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 i was important or or that i mattered and so yeah so i think that's kind of what fueled fueled the fire and then once i'm ready to go 
I'm now 16 years old, which I think you guys are at this point are, are juniors in high school. Yep. I go into my yearbook, my, my middle school yearbook, and I start looking at all the phone numbers, and I'm like, you know what? I'm calling every fucking chick I know, and I'm going <laughs> to try to bang everybody. I don't give a shit anymore at this point. <laughs> so I get on the phone, and I'm calling people left and right, and, hey, what's up? You remember me? And I got a few hang-ups, dude. I got a few hang-ups. Like, why are you calling me? What do you mean, why am I calling you? Like, what the fuck? We're, we're friends, right? <laughs> You know, and a few other people were like, oh, my God, yeah, I'd love to see you. Oh, my God, you know, great. And so I don't know how I did it, but I then just went and put a tour together. I, I, I called a few places, and I just said, hey, I'm a band from Los Angeles. Can we play here? And, you know, I played a show in Phoenix, and I played a show in Las Cruces, and I made it all the way to El Paso at 16 years old. No shit. And you did all your own bookings? All my own bookings at 16. Holy crap, man. That's fucking impressive. Like, on top of all the other shit that you've already accomplished, like, doing that at 16? I just wanted it. You know, I wanted it. Uh, you know, a lot of it, too, and I don't mean to get it all fucking therapeutic, but, or, or, or sound like we're having therapy session here, but, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of it had to do with, like, um, just wanting to, to feel wanted and, and important and, and I think, you know, to this day, I, I talk to some of my friends and, and I used to, they, they tell me, I don't remember, but they tell me that in middle school, I used to always say that I was going to be in a band and that I was going to fucking tour and all this stuff. And I mean, I used to say that, and they're like, oh yeah, seventh grade, I used to say that shit. So it was already in me, dude, you know, it was just, it was, it was just, you know, executing the, my, my plan in my head. And so anyway, so I make it to El Paso. I called the local radio stations and I told them, I said, I, I, I talked to a big game. I'm like, listen, I'm from LA. I'm, I'm in a band and I blah, 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 blah. And for, they're welcoming. They're like, yeah, come on down. So I get to El Paso. I, and again, there's no cell phones. There's no way of getting yeah. a hold of people. So I just started showing up to houses. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucking door to door salesman, man. I, I jumped the fence and I just knocked on Miguel's door. I'm like, hey. They're like, boy. I'm like, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude! That's fucking insane, man. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I, I probably shouldn't tell you this story, but who gives a shit? I don't, at this point, I don't care anymore. Do it, man. But I, I go back to to Socorro High School, and I, I know that they have like a, a two lunch schedule. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I, I remember where all the girls that I, I had crushes on hang out. I remember. You start double dipping, man. <laughs> oh, man, I remember all the hot, you know, the hot chicks, you know, the, the ones that I wanted to, like, bang and stuff. So I go in there, like, during lunch, and I start seeing familiar faces. And at this point, I'm hitting the gym, dude, so I'm a little taller. I'm a little more confident, you know. I have a little bit of hair, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so I show up, and girls are like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Made out with a few. I banged a few. Won't say who, but I banged a few. And then uh, to this day, I, I bust Kathy Franco. You remember Kathy, right? Yep. I bust her ass for it. I see her, and I'm like, Kathy, what's up? And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, oh, I'm busy. I got my boyfriend's waiting for me. I got to go. And she just totally dissed me. What? 
And I was crushed. I was crushed because in my head, I'm like, this is the girl that like was like my good friend since middle school. Like she was one of the girls that hung out with me when like nobody really hung out with me. Like she was, she was someone that like, like kind of like made me feel welcome. And, and she was the last person that I saw before I got kicked out. And she was like, she was, she was crying when I left. Cause she was, you know, we had a really good close friendship. Yeah. And, and so when I, she did that, I was just like bummed. I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, and so it goes back to my point that like who I became, that was like the foundation of where it all started. So like, to me, like, even though I only lived in El Paso for two and a half years, they were probably the most important years of my life because like I said, that's when you start experiencing new emotions and feelings and, and start kind of like discovering who you are. So it like, it, it played such a big impact on, on my life and, and like these people, and again, they don't know only, I mean, few people know now, but a lot of people, like I, I was very sensitive to a lot of these people because they, welcomed me and, and, and I felt things that I had never felt, you know, being an adolescent. And so they, they were very important to me. So like coming back was like, kind of like in my head, like, like it, it was important. It was like a, a mission. Like I got to come here and see all these people that I love and, and, and care about, even though they probably didn't feel the same way about me, but in my head, that's how I felt. Yeah. And so I was bombed and, and I, 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 we still keep in contact to this day. By the way, she just had a baby, so if she hears this, <laughs> we're really, we're really, we're really pumped that she has a baby and her and her husband, and they're they're really cool. I talk to them to this day. I, I talk to her pretty frequently. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, at least you all reconnected. What's that? At least you all reconnected. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, man, I played some shows out here in El Paso and. And then, you know, banged a few chicks, and then I got the fuck out of here. And, uh, and I, I reconnected with all the people that I wanted to reconnect. I, like I said, you know, I started playing more shows, like, later on the road, and Jesse would come to every show. Judy Vieiras would come to every show. Erica Padilla would come to every show. She would come fly out to see me play in Los Angeles. Nancy Juarez would come see me play. Like, everybody would, like, people would come see me play. Damn, the that's awesome, man! Just dropped out. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I never picked up on it, man, until I, I want to say it was like around 2011 or something like that, 2010. Uh, and somebody was was talking to me about you, and they were like, "Yeah, you remember Moy?" I was like, "Yeah, I remember Moy." It's like, yeah, he's like this big old rock star. He's, he's doing his thing in L.A. I was like, no shit. But again, that was it was like barely when like Facebook was coming into into play and all that. Um, yeah, that's nuts. yeah. No, I think that um, I think that that I kind of just I kind of phased out of the idea of trying to like you know impress people. I, you kind of just you know things just you get older and you realize that like some of the stuff you thought was important isn't that important. I totally hear you, man. I I feel the same way. And I don't know if it's age. Uh, I know for me, like a big one was uh, was like becoming a dad was one of those things that kind of it shifts your focus, man, and you kind of stop giving a fuck what most people think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely. don't know if it was like that for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I, I started a little late, you know. An interesting thing to point out 
that when you live in a place like El, in El, like El Paso, yeah, I can't help but to notice that some of these people that like got into relationships in high school are still together to this day. Which yeah, is great. Yeah, but everybody has this like this notion that like, hey, let's start a family in high school, like a senior year, and let's let's stay together and and so. It's crazy, like, so everybody, like, I look now on Facebook, because I'm, I'm friends with all of you guys now, you know, you, I see a face, I add you, I, you know, I know, obviously I remember you, and remember everybody, and everybody's kids are, like, going into college now, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck? It's scary, dude, it's scary, because you know what, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still a degenerate, <laughs> <laughs> and I still play shows, and, like, I'll have, like, a 25-year-old chick come up to me, and, like, want to hang out with me and i hang out with them depends on their intellectual maturity because you know i'm not a big fan of hanging out with dumb people yeah you know? i think i at least be able but, to read at a seventh grade level yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but, much higher than that, I hope. but um yeah so it's scary because i'm like dude one day i'm gonna play a show like in in at a college or a university and and, you know, chicks, there's a lot of very beautiful women in this world. And it's going to be like a 24, 25-year-old girl. It's going to be, oh, my God, let me buy you a drink. And it's it's age-appropriate, you know. I'm, I'm 38. It's not like – it's it seems like that kind of stuff is more accepted now than it used to be. Like, before, you'd, you'd see, like, a 40-year-old dating, like, a 20-year-old or 25-year-old. You'd be like, oh, what's wrong with this pervert? You know, but I feel like now it's more like – Oh, it's cool. The guy probably has some money or, or you know, something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, with shit, like, you have the guys like Leonardo DiCaprio that are dating fucking 19-year-olds, man. Dude's, like, almost 50 or something like that. Exactly. So, you know what? I think maybe, okay, listen, maybe it's not normal, but, but like you said, like, that's a good point that these guys have normalized that kind of, like, behavior. So it doesn't seem like it's not frowned upon. And so... I was thinking the other day, I'm going to end up doing one of the only shows and, and it's gonna, I'm going to get a fucking, I'm going to add someone on Facebook and, and then I'm going to like click, click on their photo album and it's going to be like, Robbie, Robbie's my dad or Miguel Sanchez. Oh my God, my dad. bro. And I'm going to be like, oh, I'm dead. I'm getting shot right now. <laughs> uh, dude, I have three girls, man. You would definitely get shot. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting killed <laughs> and it's not like i'm doing it to be sniped or anything but yeah. it's just like it's so scary because like the floodgates are like for social communication and and meeting people like randomly from different parts of the world it's all there now it's yeah. all accessible so it's scary it's scary and you know this whole you know you you know, you meet someone, they must know someone you know. It's, it's everybody's kind of connected, so yeah, it's, it's scary. It's a super I small world, man. Shit. Totally. Yeah, dude, that's fucking insane. So you're still, so you're still doing a, a whole bunch of shows. Are you traveling at all, or is it all in LA? So no. So what happened was, I started getting a lot of momentum in in 2007, 2008. Yeah. Um, I started like getting like a lot of like. Airtime, I started getting a lot of uh, uh, TV shows. I did a few TV shows with the band and started kind of getting, like, recognition with, like, record labels. And so what we ended up doing was we had this, like, drive, like, that was just, like, unheard of. And so what we would do is I would book my shows, like, on my own across the country, and I would plan it out. 
and basically like go and sell our CDs like at the local mall, like before our shows or or if there was like a concert like with the same genre of music, we would show up to that place after their you know and sell CDs there and word gets out like hey there's this like band that's like traveling cross country that are selling like two three hundred CDs a night. Damn. And so that's kind of when I started getting momentum. And so I started playing like big shows and started getting invited like to these big festivals. And, and like, I remember one instance, we followed Blink-182, Fallout Boy and Weezer. We followed their tour. Like they had a whole uh, U.S. tour. And so what I ended up doing was every city they played at, I would play at, but before our show, which was late at night, I would put, I would go out and promote our band, sell CDs to these kids that are waiting, you know, like these 10,000 kids that are waiting to see like similar music to ours. And we would sell like four or 500 CDs a night. Damn. And then we would play our own show. And then you've got like these kids that come see us play. And like word got out that like there was this like Hispanic Mexican band that played pop punk that's like playing shows like outside of the like the Blink-182 concert we would set up like with our acoustic guitars and we'd be selling CDs that we eventually got invited to play on the tour oh shit and so like we ended up like getting permission to play and and then we even got uh, he probably doesn't remember but I remember we got a letter uh, uh, like a card from Travis Barker saying like Thank you guys for following the tour. You guys work really hard, and you guys will get there to the top. Keep going. Stuff like that. And so uh, moving forward, played World Tour, played with every band you can think of. Um, I was looking at flyers the other day, and I'm on a flyer with Machine Gun Kelly uh, in 2011. Nice. And I'm like, no one had, like, like you would have never guessed that this kid would have become what he is now, you know? Yeah. Um, and so 2015, man, I was, I came back, back to LA. I mean, I, at this point I've been touring for eight, nine years, playing shows, playing the country, Canada, Mexico, and something was off, man. I, I felt like, like, you know, social media kind of fucked me up because I, I'd go and, and look up like everybody on social media and everybody had families and everybody was buying houses and people had like you know, vacations, and, and so I started thinking, like, like, dude, I'm just, like, every day is, like, is, it's, like, the same for me, like, I play a show, hang out, get, get drunk, you know, make out with some chick, next city, <laughs> like, and that, it was yeah. just, like, very, like, repetitive, and I started thinking, I'm, like, like, I get back home, and, like, all my friends were, like, slowly disappearing, because they had lives to get to, and they, they started their own lives, and, I kind of was, like, stuck, like, in the past, like, hey, guys, I'm home, let's party, you know? Yeah. And so I realized, like, you know what, dude, like, I, I think I think I'm think i done. I think I'm done. Like, I, I think I, I've done what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't even think I would even get this far, you know? And, and, and I called it quits. I was in New York City in Long Island in a tour bus, and I was drinking a beer. It was 5.30 in the morning, and we were driving in Manhattan. Uh, driving to Long Island, and I, w I was just like, you know what? I, I played with everybody I wanted to play with. 
I've done everything that I kind of wanted to do. I, I, I didn't want to be like famous. I didn't, I just wanted to play and have fun. And, and so I called it quits. Like I quit, I quit, I threw in the towel and, and I'm like, okay, the next thing on my list is I'm just going to go have a family. Cause like, I think that's like the, the thing to do. And so I get back to LA, man. And I go on Tinder and I'm swiping right on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I told the story a few times, and then I'm 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 okay with telling the story. Um, but the first girl that kind of gave me like the okay to to get pregnant, I, I did. So I thought that that was kind of like the the right way to to, or it was normal for me to to just maybe start a family that way, you know. And so yeah, so I met a girl on Tinder, got her pregnant, and that's how I have my daughter today. Oh damn. Not, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's crazy, man. Like, um, so y'all, y'all, so y'all didn't like date for a while before. Like, no, you no. were just like, hey, you want to have a kid? Because I want a kid. Type deal. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. Pretty much. Pretty much, man. Yeah. You I mean, know, I mean, this is. I have so many stories. You'd have to have like three or four podcasts to be on. <laughs> hey, I, I'm willing to have you for a whole bunch more podcasts <laughs> if you're up for it, man. But, uh, but that, yeah. So, like, I always see you posting pictures of, of your daughter. So she's super cute, by the way. Thank uh, you, man. Yeah, she's uh, seven years old, and she's she's a trip. Yeah. So it's is uh, is the the co-parenting difficult? Um. If if, it, if it's an was, inappropriate question, was. man, you don't have to answer. No, no. I, listen, I'm pretty open, you know. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to talk to you because I know you guys, and 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 it, you know, it's cool to, like you said, catch up and and and, and remember all that shit, and and you know, I, whoever hears this, it, you know, especially if, like their classmates or, or past classmates, I'm sure they're going to be pretty entertained oh yeah <laughs> for <laughs> so, sure um but yeah at first it was difficult because yeah i think this girl really had some feelings from for me and i kind of just didn't know how to even be at that point because i mean it just i didn't grow I, I guess i wasn't i wasn't normal in the sense where like i knew how to be in a relationship because my life was just so chaotic it was always on the road yeah and since i was 16 i was on the road so now i'm you know at this point 2015 i'm, I'm 30 you know so it's like I, I don't know how to be in a relationship i don't know how to how to do any of this stuff i just kind of go by what i think i know and so yeah it was tough you know she wanted me to not be involved in the kid's life and Oh man, that's tough. Uh, you know, and, and but I fought. You know, we went to court and we resolved it. You know, and now we're like the coolest friends ever. Like, that's awesome, you know? dude. Yeah, it's weird. Like we just, I, I, I see my daughter every day. There's no, there's no limitations or, or guidelines or or, sta- or any kind of like, like rules on when I can pick her up, when I can see her, when she can come with me. Like it's just kind of like. I see her every day. It's, it's important for me to see her every day. Hell yeah, so man. I'm, I'm with her every day, man. You know, even though we live in different houses, I, I pick her up from school. I show up to mom's house. I go cook dinner. I get the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? So it's, just like, <laughs> it's, it's chill. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I mean, the more time you get to spend with your dad, you're active in her life, man, on a daily basis. Uh, so that's fucking awesome. And it's yeah. tough to do, man, because, uh, like, I've experienced some 
I have a shitty experience with co-parenting. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely was not like that. It is not like that. <laughs> yeah, so. it's tough, man. And you know what? Like, I don't understand. You know, I see a lot of people, and you know, maybe I'm judging, but I don't know how people want to be away from their kids. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I see a lot of these dudes just like get these, you know, these these women pregnant, and then they just bounce, and then get another girl pregnant, and I'm just like, dude, like these kids, like they need your 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 attention, your support, your love, and it trips me out. Like I, I can't, I could never just get up and like be like, hey, Lily, I'll I'll, I'll see you in five years. I'm gonna go fuck around, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, imagine that. Yeah, I don't understand it either, man. It's a it's a different mindset for some people. Granted, some people don't have a, a, a choice, but, I mean, for the most part, like, you do, and there's those guys that they choose not to be a part of their lives, which is, yeah, I, like you said, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, you know, um, once I had my daughter, and um, I kind of just started – you know, like missing music. And so I think in 2018, I said, you know what, I'm going to get back into it. I, you know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go as hard as I, I, I was going. Like, I, you know, cause now I have to, you know, to be a parent, I have to be responsible. I can't just go on tour and Hey, see you later. You know, I'll send some diapers over the mail or, you know, like you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So I have to like, kind of like strategically plan when I can leave and like, you know, when I can't. And so I started getting ready and started playing music again. And I hit the road in 2019 and had a successful tour and came back. And people were still coming to the shows and people remembered. And and um, and then the pandemic hit in 2020. And it just kind of derailed, like, my whole, like, comeback plan, you know? Yeah. And so now... I'm still doing music, like I'm picking it up again, and I have a show coming up here on, in, in May 29th in, in Los Angeles, and I think at this point, you know, I'm 38 years old, I think I can get back into it, because, you know, I have a lot of friends that play music and bands, and and they're still going, um, and so I'm, I just, I think that, like, I could see myself in the future going on smaller tour, like smaller runs, you know, yeah. touring like a week here, a week there, uh, touring the summer and, and just, you know, and, but the things have changed now, you know, like music's changed. Like it's not like it used to be where you go and sell CDs, don't even buy CDs. It's all about it's just, streaming, man. All different. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody buys albums anymore. They buy songs. Yeah, and, and even then you don't even buy songs. You just stream it from yeah. like a, a a platform, like a streaming platform service that you pay like a monthly payment and you get to hear unlimited music. Yeah. So it's like, that's a whole factor too where it's like, well, what, what do I do? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, social media is a big thing, but I just still can't get into it. Like I, I have it, but it's just like, it's hard. Like, uh, like the, the, the time to put music together and then create videos. It's so time consuming. It's like a job in itself. Yep. And so I just haven't found the motivation to, to get there, but I, I think I'm going to do it eventually. And, but again, I don't have any expectations. I just want to jam, release some music and, and see what happens, you know? Yeah. So you, so you just hook up with, uh, with some friends for like jumping on a band or 
You making your own? No, it's just my my own same band that I was in. Same okay. band. It was uh, called Cold Cold Forty Three. Yeah. After um, we talked today, man, I started listening to that stuff. I was like, dude, like I just wanted to party when I was listening to the songs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the videos. I was like, oh my gosh, it looks like so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. We were we were a fun party, man. I mean, the stuff that we're doing now, it's gonna be a little more mature it's still gonna be fun but just more mature like i'm not gonna be singing about making out with high school chicks you know (laughs) (laughs) it would be kind of weird to do that but uh, yeah no i'm looking i'm I'm excited it's fun you know and and i even if even if it doesn't go anywhere i i I had a good run like i I did a lot of cool stuff and it was just like i'm lucky like i'm lucky you know that I even got to experience like traveling and, and playing in front of people. Like it's, it's the craziest thing ever. It's like the, the craziest high, you know? Yeah. I could only imagine, man. Like, yeah. One of the videos that, uh, that's on there of you and Cole 43 is like you in front of this fucking huge crowd, man. I was like, damn, I could only imagine what that feeling is like to like go yeah, out to that I, stage and just have everybody cheering for you. Yeah, I think I think that video actually is my brother playing with a band called uh, Newfound Glory. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Ah, uh, no, I haven't. They're a big band. Yeah, see, a lot of these guys were like on MTV Cribs in like 2001. You know? Yeah. And they're still they're still playing, so they're they're a lot of they, they still have a, a big fan base. They're actually good friends of me and my brothers, and um, they're playing a sh- they're playing a big show with Fallout Boy out here in the summer in in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool. Like, I feel like the music is kind of coming back. Like Blink is like back together. They just played Coachella and like a lot of this, like music is starting to like gear towards like pop punk, which is what, like what I play. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm excited to, to see if we can maybe eventually like in the next few years, jump on some of these tours and, and hang, you know? Yeah. Dude, that would be awesome, man. I'm excited for uh, you to get back into it. For sure, no, I'm I'm, I'm glad, man. What about you, dude? How how are you doing? Oh, you know, man, I'm uh, I've been in the Air Force for 18 years now, so. Holy I, shit! Yeah. <laughs> um, are you are you uh, are you flying planes or are you just nah, in a different? No, nah, I don't I don't fly shit, man. I'm uh, I uh, I do Intel work, so just fucking grunt work on a computer it's it's super boring yeah, it's not exciting at all yeah no <laughs> no man i mean i've got i've gone to some cool places that's that's like the highlight of being in the air force i've gone to some cool places but uh yeah a lot of the work you, itself is you uh, stationed in san diego no nah, man i've never gotten a chance to go to san diego the places i've been to i, I went to uh so i was initially stationed in in san antonio then I went out to Vegas. I was stationed out there for a while, um, uh-huh. and then Area Fifty One. <laughs> yeah, it's top secret, man. Um, <laughs> Wait, were you really stationed out there? No, 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 no. Uh, no, you're, you're, I, not, you're not allowed to say. No, no, I, I wasn't stationed out there. Um, but I heard it, it was a bunch of rumors of people that were working out there. Um, but they were like, "Yeah, we can't talk about it." This and that. I was like, "Okay, whatever." Um, but yeah, I was out there for, for a couple of years and then, uh, peace or, uh, I left to back to San Antonio and then from there went to Florida. So I was in Florida for a while and now I'm in the middle of Texas, dude, in San Angelo. Um, but I did my four years here and now I'm heading back to Florida 
here shortly. So, oh, so are you living? Are you going to be living out in Florida? Yep, yep. So Panhandle, Florida, out like uh, near Pensacola. So we'll be out oh, there. Nice. Yeah, man. But so, how do you feel about all this? Uh, you know, these uh, the Pentagon uh, declassifying some of these videos of uh, you know these uh, UFOs or, or what do they call them? Uh, they don't call them UFOs anymore. What do they call them? Shit, um, I'll stick with UFOs. Shit. I don't know. What the... No, we'll just stick to UFOs. There's another <laughs> word for it. Um, yeah, how do you feel about that, man? Uh, dude, so, that? so I honestly, I haven't even uh, dove into it. Oh, uh, come on, really? I, I swear, man, I haven't. I don't want to get my hopes up. Uh, but, like, I don't even know what they're showing. Are they real UFOs or the same old bullshit? It's like, hey, yeah, we think we saw something. Um, here's some grainy footage. I mean, dude, they're, 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 it's the footage from your, you know, your, your high tech, you know, F 15s you know, whatever they're called. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. It's pretty clear footage to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to know, like, dude, I'm hoping there's aliens out there, dude. I, oh, I, man, I, you're, dude, if I was in your position, I would be digging into, all into this this anti gravity <laughs> propulsion that, that supposedly the Air Force is working on and. And and all that stuff, man. Come on, you gotta have something for me. Oh man, I got none of that stuff. I don't have access to any of that kind of shit, man. I'm just like the low man on the totem pole. Oh shit, dude. That's, that's, yeah, I have a friend that's in the in the Air Force too, and she's um she has like some of the highest clearance, and I always bust your ass. I'm like. You can't tell me anything. I'm going to jail for espionage. Yeah, man. <laughs> Haven't you seen all the shit that's come out with the with the fool that was leaking classified documents? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And so, so I tell her, I'm like, I'm like, so what do you? How does that? How does that like work? And they're like, I have to tell them who's like my Facebook friends are. If I meet anybody new, I have to tell them where they're from. If I'm dating someone. I'm like, dude, fuck that. And it's a whole background investigation, man, when you get dude. for any of the clearances. Yeah, and then she says when she goes to work, she has to, she goes into this dungeon, she calls it the dungeon, she's like, no phones, it's like there's, they, they, there's like, it's like fucking a clean room, it's crazy. Yep. It's crazy, it's like unheard of, but she won't tell me if there's any aliens. <laughs> Dude, I, I desperately want to find out that there's aliens out there. Well, I think in 2026, just, uh, we'll talk about it some other time, but I think the year 2026, we'll find something out. You'll see. Why, why do you say 2026? You know something I don't? Uh, I think I, I, I've heard a thing or two, so let's just wait till 2026, and then we can talk about why I knew that. <laughs> but, 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 you, but I think at that point, you're gonna, they're going to say, there's aliens. That walk amongst us. Oh, they oh they walk amongst us, huh? They're disguised. Oh yeah, twenty twenty six. It's like some Men in Black shit. <laughs> yeah, you know those big eyed fucks that people like think are aliens. Those are just like androids, man. I'm telling you. So it's like Elon yeah. Elon Musk and and uh, <laughs> all them fuckers are aliens. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, uh, anyway, I'm into that shit, dude. So. You know, it's for another time, for sure. 
Oh, dude, yeah. So I don't dig into it as much, man, because that whole shit with the declassifying the, uh, the UFOs, like that happened in 2020. I was like, well, maybe they were just trying to distract us for a little bit. Now, what about the stuff they're shooting down? What's that? You know, the, 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 the Chinese balloons or that thing they shot down over Michigan. Oh, dude, the Chinese <clears throat> balloon? Like, that was, that's fucking sketchy as shit. Like, I don't know anything you know? about it either. But then uh, I don't I don't know, man. Some crazy shit is happening, like here in San Angelo on the news. It just popped up like this uh, uh, Russian. They put it in quotation marks. Russian-made uh, aircraft like crash landed uh-huh. near Midland, and like oh really? Yeah, and it like had all these uh, cameras on it that they took away, and the the pilot survived, but they won't say if it's like the pilot was American or Russian or whatever. Oh man. You think something big is coming or what? I don't know, man. It's sketchy. It's, I, I'm into conspiracy theories too, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't. Do we have any kind of prediction in the next three years of anything that you think of that that, that I can you know think about for the next few days? <laughs> Get you all worried and shit. Get nah. you all worked up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go buy some Alex Jones like food buckets and shit. <laughs> You start stocking up on water, get all your canned foods, get all the ammo you can get. Yeah, potassium pills in case there's a nuclear fallout. <laughs> Make best friends with doomsday preppers. <laughs> Do it, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, but no, I ain't got nothing, none of that juicy stuff, man. Oh, dude. Uh, next time. <laughs> dude, but uh, yeah, uh, um, I know we're coming up on an hour here, and I know you got to run. But uh, it was fun having you, man. If you're willing to uh, do another one, man, I'll, I'll have you back on here. We'll shoot the shit again. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, for sure. Like, I mean, it, it's fun for me. Like, I, I mean, personally, I, I've had, you know, I've, I've done a lot of uh, a lot of the, uh, the interviews throughout my life. But this one's fun because, like I said, it's like, it's kind of like reminiscing and, 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 and it's like uh, it's meaningful to me, so it, it, it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, hell yeah, man! It's uh, it's awesome reconnecting with you, man, and like getting the the lay down of uh, what you've been into. Like I knew you yeah. were into the music, man, but I, I didn't know most of the most of the background behind it. Yeah, nobody ever does. Yeah. <laughs> you think people remember Elon Musk? You know, when he was in, in high school, and they probably didn't even. He was probably the kid sitting in the back. And they probably end up finding out, like, oh, wait, that was Elon Musk? Like, oh, no. shit. <laughs> Not saying that I'm Elon Musk, but I'm just saying, dude, people people live their lives. I, I don't, you know, I don't expect people to, to be like, hey, what's this person doing? What's, you know, what's that person doing? Oh, I'm, sure, so, I'm sure you have a, a bunch of Facebook stalkers, man. You know what I do, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was, it was cool to hear, man. You were a fucking... A grinder, dude. I know you were being humble about it and talking about how you got lucky and shit, but uh, you busted your ass for all that shit, man. At 16, dude, that is fucking amazing. Yeah, well, to the, go... power of the, uh, the power of the opposite sex can <laughs> make you do a lot of crazy shit, you know? <laughs> Women are a hell of a motivator. <laughs> they are. They definitely are. Uh, that's funny, man. All right, bro. Yeah, well... I was gonna say, you have any plans for this weekend, dude? Nah. So I'm in the I'm in the process of mo- moving. Like, uh, the family and I, are, like right now, we're basically living out of a hotel. So uh, oh, 
Yeah, we're just uh, cleaning up the house that we're moving out of, making sure everything's good to go, and then uh, just tying up some loose ends before we head out of here, man. Yeah. Do you uh, do you keep in contact with um, anybody from from back then? Uh, mostly through Facebook. So a lot of the dudes, uh, so that I grew up with in the neighborhood, um, I talk to them every once in a while, text message, phone call, Facebook message or whatever. Uh, but everybody else from high school is mostly just like Facebook comments or posts and, and whatnot. It's, it's pretty crazy how Facebook, like for me, Facebook is, is kind of like, like, I don't talk to you directly, but I feel like, I feel like I know what's going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever like, cause there's some people, I, I don't know how the Facebook algorithm works, man, but it shows me like certain people and it's like, so you're pretty much like keeping a day to day on what's happening with them and it, but you don't ever talk to them until to like forever. Like me talking to you, like I've seen what's been going on with you, but then you're like, ah, like I kind of know your life, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm just keeping track of you. <laughs> well, that's what's weird about Facebook. And I don't know if that's like normal. I don't know if that's how it should be, but I'm the same way. Like, it's kind of like there's certain people that just like pop up. Yeah, and, and and it's always and it sucks to say this, but it's like I almost know when people are getting divorced. Uh, I almost know when people. <laughs> I almost know when people are breaking up. I almost uh, know when people are hating on each other. Uh, it's yeah. just like it's so open, and it's 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 it. I don't know if that's how it should be, but I feel like I know a lot of people, but I haven't talked to them in like fifteen years. Yeah, and no, I that's how I feel, man. What what happened? I said, but I know where they work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, know who, I, I know who they're fucking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what trips me out, too? And, and I, again, I, I, I'm i kind of a dick. I, I like to, like, look at all the chicks, and this is going to be fucked up, so I'm sorry, girls. You're all beautiful. <laughs> but I like looking back at all the chicks that rejected me. Yeah. And I look back, and then now they're just like, they look miserable, tired, overweight, and I'm just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> You're like, dodge the bullet. <laughs> I dodged like a fucking, a fucking cannon, a fucking grenade, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I think most people have <laughs> those feelings, man. Listen, it's fucked up to say that, but it's like, I can't help but to be human and think that way. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so glad I never hooked up with that one. I'm so <laughs> glad that was not pregnant. It's, it's uh, and there, and you know what? Another thing too that I like having Facebook, like some of the girls that were like kind of like low key, like you never heard anything about them. They were kind of like they blended in. They weren't. There was nothing like that stood out. I like beautiful women now, <laughs> and I'm like, what? How the fuck? How the fuck does life? Life is cruel, dude. <laughs> life you <know>? is cruel. <laughs> it's so cruel, but it's like. You know, I'll reach out, but oh my God, remember me? And now they're like too hot to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Getting rejected again. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then another thing, I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed, and again, it makes me sound like a dick, but at this point, I don't care. (laughs) People that hear this, either they're already in good terms with me and they know how I am, so they don't care what I say. Um, it's sad, but I'm seeing, like, a lot of people that, like, got married at such a young age, which I am kind of, like, against. Because, you know, when you're 15, 16, and then, you you know, you hit your 30s, your mentality's different. 
And yeah. I'm starting to see a lot of divorce. Yep. So I'm starting to see a lot of, like, women, like, you know, cheating. It's it's crazy, like, seeing that. And, and it sucks that, like, I can see that through people's posts. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Yeah, with fucking Facebook posts, man. Like, people put it out there, and I think some people are like, oh, this is subtle enough. Uh, but you can see right through it. Like, oh, I know oh, exactly yeah. what you're trying to say right now. It's great. It's like, oh, I might have a chance to, like, bang her after all. She's been tied <laughs> down for, like, 15 years. She's she's vulnerable. I'm going to make the call, you know? <laughs> dude, that happens way too often. You got people sliding into the DMs. And, oh, yeah. Or they have, have that, to, dude. they have that comment, like, oh, I hope you're okay. I'm here if you need anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so guilty of that, dude. <laughs> you know, boy. Like, Oh hey, you know I, I I haven't talked to you in twenty years. How you know you know the good one that I like, the good one that I actually like to do is when I know that their relationship is done, it's it's on the way out, and I play stupid. Oh hey, how, how's your how's the marriage? How's the kids? You have a beautiful family, and then the first response is I'm getting divorced. And it's like, I already knew that, but it's like a way to like, them open the conversation for me to be like, oh, no, no, I'm here for you. I'm sorry. You want to you wanna go grab a beer? Uh, that, that's how it starts, man. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, wow, you're so, you're so sweet. And yeah, c- come on down. Be, hey, girls, be careful. You know, you guys play games. We play games, too. <laughs> you know what? Like, I think most people know this, too. But everybody carries on, like, uh, and they play dumb when it's happening. It's like, what? Yeah. Oh, I, I never thought. No way. It's like, you know what? You know what's <laughs> happening here. Oh, uh, shit. So if I'm currently DMing you right now, we're talking, uh, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it's totally not this. Not, not you. It's other people. It's not you. <laughs> You're giving away all your tactics, man. Yeah, it's okay. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you have a lot. You, you have a lot of wins under your belt. It's just the losses kind of don't even mean anything at this point. <laughs> nice. Like, That's a yeah, fucking average, motivational average, quote, man. Like, what's that? That's a fucking motivational quote. I know, right? It's like, it's like you know, your average is you know five and uh, okay, four point nine nine. You know, four point nine eight. You're still a five. But, yeah. So I love Facebook. <laughs> and I hate it too, but it, it, it's cool. That's why they say Facebook's the devil, man. It is for sure. <laughs> well, man, I'm glad you're doing good, man. It sounds like I mean I know you probably have the same same up and downs that everybody else has, but I'm, I'm glad you sound like you're doing great, man. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, just just trying to make it over here. But yeah, yeah. same same as everybody, man. Well, you're still alive too. You know that's that's also the thing that counts. Uh, it's you know? a, always a plus, dude. Yeah. Okay. All right, dude. Hey, yeah, man, dude. Uh, so whenever you want to do this again, man, just hit me up and uh, we'll jump on here. This is this is the best part of the podcast, bro. Just being able to to talk to like people like you, man, that I haven't talked to in a long time, and and get to catch up, and everybody else gets to enjoy it because you know other people are listening. They're like, oh, I wanted to know too. We just never t- we haven't talked in a while. Oh yeah, dude. I'm 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 in trouble. As soon as you post this one and tag me on it, I'm fucked. <laughs> no way man some shit. they'll be asking for another one yeah they're gonna ask for another one I'll, I'll do there's so much amazing stuff that happened 
great stuff. Yeah, I can imagine that. I haven't even heard a fraction of your stories, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, man. But all right, dude. I'll, uh, We'll end it here, and for sure we'll do it again, man. If if you're up for it, just let me know your schedule. We'll do we'll do it like how how we did it today. Yeah, um, for sure, I'm up for it, man. I'm but dude, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I I got to catch up with you. Uh, yeah, me too, dude. Man, thank you for for for, for doing it, and uh, yeah, whatever, man. Just hit me up. I'm I'm done it. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm pr- to be in a in a better setting because I was I was actually in my car. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Next time I'll have a beer, and I'll really spill the beans. Oh, hell yeah, man. Uh, I'll, I'll crack one open with you, dude. Or we'll take some yeah. shots or something. We, we yeah, exactly. Just... We'll be talking shit about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, dude. But, uh, I did a podcast uh, with my wife. So my wife's usually on here with me. She was on here for like the first five minutes, uh, and then she hopped off to go take care of the kids. Uh, oh, shit. But she's from Tennessee, and we, we got on with uh, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law, and they just started going off on like other people from Tennessee, like fuck it, we don't care who hears, who hears, we're just gonna talk shit about everybody. I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? That's cool. So, so does your wife um, does she um, excuse me, does she like um, like kind of help you like uh, talk and ask questions? Or? Yeah, yeah. So she's definitely a lot better at this than I am. I'm like a, a simple asshole, so. Uh, but yeah, she, she throws in all the smart questions and, and carries oh, on the conversation. She's, she's super smart, man. That's why I married her. She would have probably like dug into me and be like, so what else is Robbie done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More than likely. Uh, man, yeah. You gotta have me on next, next time or whenever, because, uh, I was just thinking about the, the time that you played football. And, and Socorro Middle, and I, I, I tried out, and I didn't make the team, but I remember these fucking assholes that were dicks to me. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely want to talk shit about everybody that was a dick to me. <laughs> Dude, Set the record straight. Uh, oh, man, yeah. I got lucky with football, hey, man. Cause I, I was, my uh, camera on, fucker. Here you go. Fuck you. Oh, are, are, <laughs> did you just put on your camera? Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me turn mine on real quick. Hold on. I look like an asshole here. With your beautiful so, hair. Like, I look like a fucking bum right now, man. I'm getting ready to, to shower and go to bed here in a little bit. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's dark over here, as you can see. I'm going to probably grab some Starbucks and then uh, probably head home. Nice. Holy shit, we're getting old, huh? Uh, yeah, hell yeah, man. Look at you. You still look beautiful, though, man. I don't know, man. I think, I mean, everybody says that I still look pretty okay. Like, I don't have too many... So many wrinkles and shit, but I don't know. I think I look like fucking death. Dude, you look like a youngster, man, especially with that hair. Like, dude, my shit is starting to thin out up here at the top, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, hold on. Let me take my hat. Like, I still got some, but it's because it's combed over. Oh, dude, look at this. That's a nightmare. Look at this shit. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I have so much hair. You know, too, like the hand tattoos. I think that's why I look young because I got, like, all tatted up. and. Hell yeah, man. So I think that, that, that contributes to staying useful and shit. I'm jealous, man. I uh, I want to get tatted up like that so bad. Just everything, dude. Yeah, but do you have any? Yeah, yeah. I got quite a bit. I got some random ones, man. But a lot of them are like for family and and whatnot on my arms. Uh, nice, dude. But I can't nice. put them on my hands. Can't put them on my fingers. Can't put them on my neck. Uh, so will you stay in the air force until you retire? Yeah, I got like two years left, man. And then and then I'm out. Yeah, but then uh, that's it. Like you're. Done with work, or you'll do something else. 
nah, I, I'll probably. So with retirement pay from the Air Force, it's, it's probably not enough to carry me over so I can just chill. So I'll probably end up doing something else. Plus, I'll, I'll just get bored unless somehow this podcast takes off, man, and I start getting paid buku bucks from it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you but you obviously you will have like a pension because you you put in like a lot of years, right? Yep. Yeah. What are you like twenty years? Yeah. So I'm at eighteen, Holy almost eighteen and a half now. So a year and a half. Once I hit that twenty, dude, I can push the button. Um, and can you keep going if you wanted to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm more than likely, I'll do a couple years extra. Well, I don't know. It just depends how everything's going. Yeah. But because the nice, wife, dude. the wife's in in the Air Force too. Um, okay. And she's at uh, 16 years, so she's two and a half years behind me. So I might just st- stay in until she retires, and then we'll retire at the same time. Yeah. And how, how old are the how old are the kids? Uh, my oldest, my son, uh, he's 17, and then uh, and then my oldest daughter is 13, and 10, eight. Shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's what I mean. I only, I'm like a seven year old, and it's like everybody, like I'm still like, I'm barely starting. <laughs> she's, she's barely in second grade. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm almost 40. She's in second grade. Yeah. Well, I, well my, shit, my youngest is, is eight, so we're like right there, yeah. right next to each yeah. other. Yeah. I, cool, I, I, I started super early, man, and uh, it was rough, but I'm kind of glad that I did, and kind of now I'm at the tail end. So. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad everything's going great. Dude, I'm looking at myself right now. I do look kind of young, huh? I feel like a kid. Yeah, you young motherfucker. Shit. There's no stress. I'm not made. Let's definitely have this talk in a few weeks or whatever you want. And we'll talk. We'll, we'll dissect everybody. You, you want to put some notes together? <laughs> Let's do it, man. I'm in, dude. We'll talk all kinds of shit. All right, brother. All right, Robbie. Take care, man, and uh, stay safe and be good, brother. All right. You too, man. We'll talk to you later, boy. All right. Later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Even with the connection issue, it was still an awesome podcast. So appreciate y'all for sticking around and listening to Moy's story and just listening to us shoot the shit and catch up. Uh, had a lot of fun, that's for sure, and brought back a lot of good memories. Um, don't forget to visit the website www.villehousepodcast.com uh, scroll to the bottom sign up for the newsletter so you can be up to date on whenever we drop the podcast and whenever all the blog posts come out and for whatever other news uh, that we have just like the giveaway that we had uh, here actually uh, today um, also head over to the Facebook page give us a follow uh, one of the easiest places to reach us and then uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Continue, It continues to help our podcast grow more and more. And as always, we appreciate all the love and support that you all shown us. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Later.